thousand fears Perhaps it's time to leave episode of Shattercast, the podcast uh, division of Shattered Studios. I, we've never called it a division before, but I'm, that's it what it is now. It sounds cool, so it's happening. Um, I always wanted to be part of the division ever since the game came out, so I'm happy with this. All right. <laughs> Today I have with me uh, my good friend, Joel, and my other friend, Derek, and this guy. <sighs> Gabriel. Who's also my friend. <laughs> we don't know why someday. So. No, we love, we love Gabriel. We love Gabriel. Thank you, Joe. I know, yeah, they really added Joe. Joel. Or any. Joel. If you're French, it's Joel. Joel. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to read it. But also, I like seeing where they go. Uh, so today we're going to be talking uh, about themes, uh, and the theme specifically that we're going to talk about is underdogs. Um, we have this propensity in society to really latch on to underdog stories. We really enjoy them. We really like them. Uh, most of us identify with them. I don't know any superheroes personally, and so when we see someone like, uh, oh, maybe... I mean, are you revealing this on the internet? Oh, yeah. Just saying, you've never seen me in Batman. And some, all right, sorry. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, with, with that in mind, um, we look at, like, uh, uh, Steve Rogers, right? When uh, he was in the alley, and he was like, I can do this all day. You know, he got his butt kicked. Um, but we all identified with that because most of us, when we were 16 got, years got old, like really punched up in yeah. an alley, an alley we, if, behind behind the store. Okay, Joel. Thanks, bro. If and when we were 16 years old and in an alleyway with three other bullies, we would probably have gotten our butts kicked. And so we identify with that. Speak for myself, I know. Um, <laughs> later on, we get to Infinity War. And there's that scene near the end of the movie. Spoilers, but the movie's been out for almost a year. Uh, I really watched it. Yay! Yay! I know. <laughs> finally saw it. So in, in the, at the very end, when they're in the forest in Wakanda, and he's going for the final stone, yeah, I remember that. and Captain America puts his hands on the gauntlet and is trying to hold it open, right? There's that moment where we know there's no way he's going to do that. Thanos is going to kick his butt. And guess what? Thanos does. But... For that like seven second clip, I feel like we were all rooting for Captain America. We were like, do it, do it, do it. It was awesome and it riled us up, right? We love an underdog. Yeah, that same scene when uh, Captain America Civil War, when he was fighting Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And hey, Iron Man's like, are you gonna give up? He's like, no, I can keep doing this all day because he was yep. fighting for something he believed in. So exactly. So we see that in a lot of movies. Rocky, the whole series is another example of Rocky trains a little bit, gets his butt kicked, trains a lot harder, gets his butt kicked, but then somehow manages to win at the end of that fight. Um, and that's like every Rocky movie that's ever come out. So again, there's this uh, theme of an underdog uh, in a lot of stories. Games are very much the same way. We, we very rarely uh, pick up a game 
as the protagonist and immediately have access to all of our powers and abilities. And the few times that does happen, almost unanimously, every single time, something happens and we lose our powers, and then we spend half of the game getting them back again. Because we love that that story of going from, was it, rags to riches, if you will, of, of being very weak and getting stronger. Because I think in a lot of ways that echoes our lives. So I'm curious, what are some underdog stories that you guys know that, that you really enjoy uh, that kind of fit along with that theme? Why don't you start? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, I think that Link from The Legend of Zelda is definitely fits into that role. I know, like, especially for, like, the older game, like, boy games I used to play, like, seasons and times and where, like, the game starts out where, like he's falling and he just kind of lands somewhere like a field and, like, he has nothing. He doesn't really know who he is. But he has, like, this great calling to kind of save the world. But he literally has a wooden sword that he eventually gets. And I think what's so cool about, about, about like, these types of stories is not just how it relates to our life, but from a storytelling perspective, it's very easy to see change and growth. I think that when we watch movies, like, part of the things that keep us engaged or engaged and whatnot is when we see the story moving forward. If you've ever watched a movie where, like, it seems like no one's really growing or and whatnot, you'll probably get pretty bored. But when there's this constant momentum building up, it actually not like only helps out with pacing, but it makes it you're more engaged because you're like, okay, where is this person going to grow into? Who is Luke going to be when he learns that he can master the force? Who is, you know, what we just, you know, these are the questions that keep us engaged. And even with our own life, especially being young and whatnot, uh, it's, uh, it, uh, like a, lot, a lot of people ask like what is my calling what is my purpose what like that and they're always looking like where am I going to grow to be this is why I'm going to college this is why I'm pursuing this path and we do this our whole lives because we have this hope and this and this story kind of ingrained in our minds about this constant growth this constant change obviously this will, this will be off topic there's lots I want to say but I think it's so cool when even when we look at like cells in our body like they're constantly dying and growing and dying and growing and like they're just expanding especially as like as a human body grows there's like this constant growing and dying. and it's just a very cool process that we can like reflect in our life too that like things that are not producing much good works in our life are dying away the things that are are multiplying expanding growing us into who we need to be so Anyway, that's I like that. that that's, yeah. that's kind of a, a good way to look at it, that it, part of our attraction to that kind of a theme is seeing the process of growth. Yeah. Oh, because sure. we live that every day, right? If you're out of shape, like me, you go to the gym, like, I'm, like, I, like I do, uh, to try and get in shape, and it's, it's a process that takes time. Yeah. And in, if, you, if you jump into a story where they're already there, and they don't need to get any stronger, then there's a lot of, of stuff that we can't relate to. Yeah. So that's a really good point. What about, what about you, Gabe? That's very interesting, because now that you say, like, uh, when you get into a story where nobody has to grow, it reminds me of One Punch Man. Have you seen the... Yeah, I have seen the whole show, yeah. And actually, the second, the second season is coming out this year, right? I'm really excited for it, yeah. Same. <laughs> 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 uh, but it's kind of interesting, because he has nowhere to go. Like he's, mm -hmm. you, you see the story, like the origin story, and it's like, oh, well, it's this guy, normal guy, he has no powers, he's a, he has nothing. He starts, well, uh, exercising and doing, like, 100 push-ups. Yeah, push 100 push-ups, 100, 100 sit-ups, and, like, running two miles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it two miles or, like, yeah, like, two, like, like two 10 miles. miles because yeah. it's, like, well, yeah. anyway. 
but it's kind of like, and that, and he becomes like this guy, which we don't know if, I mean, I've tried it and it hasn't worked for me, but I haven't done it for as long, I guess, so, yeah, <laughs> but anyway. You gotta, you gotta do it until you're bald, that's the thing. <laughs> that's it, and I your brows, that's all Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't look like Saitama yet, so you're yeah, not, you know, you know, a little, little, you, got, you still got a little, 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 little scrubby scruff, you know? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> anyway, so the guy of this guy, uh, the story of this guy, right? He's still another. He's not accepted as the most uh, powerful superhero, right? Yeah. But still, he is, right? And he's working from the shadows if he wants, because he is a hero for for fun, yeah. right? So it's kind of like this story, and it's like he's already as powerful as he can be. Yet we don't in the show we don't see him growing. We see everybody else growing. We yeah. see. Uh, but real quick, if, if oh, you're right. not familiar with with One Punch Man. The, Basically, the entire idea is he's this guy, it's an anime show, and he's this guy who can literally defeat anyone in one punch. And so there's very little like dramatic tension. Um, it, it's almost as if in the entire show, the, the whole, like, all of the tension is trying to find a way for him to not be able to get to the fight until the end of the episode. And then as soon as he gets there, it's just like one punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one scene that's my favorite, and then I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I just, I oh, go ahead. No, don't worry. It's, it's fun. At yeah. the same time, it's kind of like his, his struggle is that he's so powerful that he wants to have fun. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, since he finishes every fight with one punch, he's like, no! And he always is like, no! Yeah. It's interesting so, to see how he himself like goes through this depression of yeah. there's just no worthy opponent, right? And yeah. he has this thing where he'll do like a hundred consecutive normal punches yeah, instead yeah. of one punch. And so he'll do like a bunch of little tiny punches to just toy with the bad guy. And like his dreams, that it's always his dreams where he actually has a fight and then he, he wakes up and he's like, oh no, it wasn't true. Like I didn't really have a, a struggle there. I didn't have yeah. to go through a fight, but that's his struggle and he's go, uh, trying to go through it. But still, like he's still in the C ranking for heroes, something mm -hmm. like that. So he's not really even with the superheroes, even though he is the most powerful one. But anyway, kind of like a story like that. And the other one that I was thinking about was um, the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like these, these two hobbits, you know, Sam and Frodo, which nobody expects anything from them. Actually, the whole, the whole village, if you say, like, hobbits are just hobbits, like, medium people, little people, and stuff. Well, they're doing nothing, they have no special yeah. things, they don't, they don't like... <laughs> yeah, this world. Yeah. Awesome, I love that. Anyway, anyway, right. Yeah. Move on. We yeah. went off of that one. It's, 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 <laughs> But it's kind of like nobody expects anything from these two guys, or from Fro or from from the whole, the hobbits. yeah, from the hobbits, right? And still, they're the most important ones because they're the ones that are not uh, affected as powerfully by the power of the ring. I, I maintain that the biggest hero in Lord of the Rings was Samwise Gamgee. Why? Because he had to do with Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> because he he kept Frodo on track, and yeah. then at the very end, he carried Frodo up the mountain. He was the one person who never left Frodo. And I don't think it would have been successful without him. Fair enough. It was a group, so now we can just that. We like those types of stories. There's no, there's no I in team, but there are five in individual brilliance. So I'll throw that out there. Anything else for Lord of the Rings? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to follow up. So, it is. It's, it's a powerful <laughs> statement. Anyway. <laughs> It's like nobody can do anything alone. So even the yeah. underdogs needed some kind of help for, from somebody oh, yeah. else, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that idea of teamwork too, which I like. So it's kind of, yeah. I enjoy that part. Yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna leave it there. No, that's good. Cool. That's good. What about you, Derek? Uh, piggyback real fast from Lord of the Rings. I, I think one of the reasons we like the underdog story because it reminds us that 
good can still come out of desperate situations. I love when uh, they're in the Marines of Moria and Gandalf's lost, and so they're all kind of waiting around. And Frodo's like, I wish this ring could never even come to me. Gandalf is like, I think there's a reason it came to you. I'm paraphrasing. Like, there's a lot of evil around us, but there's also good in this world. And the, the ring was meant to find you. And it's just this idea when we see an underdog story, it reminds us that even in the world that we live in, there's still good out there. And good can still overcome evil. And one of my favorite movies of all times, and going back in the day here, is The Goonies. Mm. Um, wonderful, amazing movie about this group of kids, teenagers, who like are fighting each other at each other's throat, but they have to come together, solve this mystery to help each other to stop this bad group from doing bad stuff. And this group of kids shouldn't be able to do this, but when they work together, when there's that teamwork, we see that they're um, able to overcome um, just huge challenges. And they're able to use their different gifts. Some, some are more athletic, some are smarter, and they all use their gifts to help each other out. Um, I think that's one of the great things about underdog stories. It's just that sense of suspense drama that it has. Like, how are they going to beat this? Are they going to? Um, and again, just the ways that they overcome. They don't always have to be the strongest character. They don't always have to be the most powerful. Um, but when they're fighting for a good cause, we root for them. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that we like those types of stories. That's a that's a really good point. And I like you mentioning uh, The Goonies. I have a lot of very fond memories of that movie and some not so fond ones. Uh, my brother used to lock me out of the car in the rain and wouldn't open the door unless I did the truffle shuffle when I was a kid. <laughs> And so I've, I've got some, I've got some, I'm a little oh, triggered by that movie. We're going to work on it. Can we do an all in the hammer therapy session later? <laughs> I think that was just um, starting now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so, so I think, I think it's good that you brought up the Goonies because, um, uh, I was, I was very late to jump on the Stranger Things bandwagon, but I jumped on it and I fell in love with it and it stars a bunch of kids doing things kids like shouldn't be able to do not not uh, not even just talking about like the things that Eleven can do and I, I don't want to spoil really anything if you haven't seen it it's been out for a while now so you should see it uh, it's very good but um, uh, even not dealing with like the, the the abilities that Eleven has but the other kids very much underdogs like if anything went wrong they could die horrible deaths right um, but they they keep managing to to scrap together. Uh, and and save the day, and I think that 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 is a theme. We we see that in in silly movies like Sky High. Uh, if you guys saw that Kurt Russell movie from like 15 years ago about a high school of people with superpowers, I forget sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> we do. Um, <laughs> like a super movie. But it's it's enjoyable. It's a popcorn movie that I like. You could you could even say that Sky High is sort of an underdog when it comes to superhero movies. Yeah, sure. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I think they tried pretty, pretty hard on that one. But, you know, that's Good job, Frank. A Good job, for effort, F on results. Oh, I understand. Grace. 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 I'm going to learn from that mistake. And we're going to call a callback to another All right. And, and let's, let's move on. So what are uh, times in our own life or even in our faith uh, where we've seen that theme of being an underdog uh, shine through? I know, Derek, you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, um, I think just sometimes we sell ourselves short. 
um, sometimes um, we're not the most popular kid in school or we don't think we're making a difference and we really are. I remember a time um, I was in college and my first year there I was on the floor of upperclassmen so we kind of looked up to them they're like the cool kids oh my goodness and I remember the next year one of the students that graduated came back and um, he messaged me he's like hey do you mind if I um, stay with you I was like sure and I was talking to him I was like dude you're super popular why do you want to you know come room with me while you're visiting he's like you were always nice to me and it was that moment that I realized you know I'm just Derek I I try to be nice to people I try to do what I can um, but sometimes I don't always think I'm the greatest person, you know, and for that upperclassman to say, you know, you did something that impacted my life, it's really cool for me to hear. And so I, I think just as encouragement to everyone, there are people that you impact that you have no idea. You know, it might be just, you know, a smile that you give them. It might just be a hug or, hey, how's your day going? Um, you don't know how, you know, smiling at the cash register, you know, lady or guy who's there might change their day. You don't know what it means when you sit next to someone at lunch who, you know, is sitting by themselves. You don't know when you, you know, ask someone at work, hey, how's your week been? How's your family been? Um, I think sometimes we feel like we're an underdog because we don't think we have all this power, great things that we can do. And, and sometimes it's that simple act of love that really makes a big difference. That's good. You're always influencing someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's a great point. I don't really know how to follow that up. I feel like everything else I have is inadequate. I currently feel like no, don't. an underdog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just it's everything was just gone at this point. When, when Jesus came, they were expecting a general who was going to overthrow Rome. The king. Yeah, exactly. They, they were not expecting that. Not, it's like Jesus was like, I'm not going to build a kingdom. I'm gonna build a kingdom. You know, they're like, it's like, it's like, oh, where's my sword? I'm not gonna overthrow Caesar. I'm gonna overthrow Caesar. And they're like, this would help me so much on his walk and whatnot. So bring the sword. Bring the sword. It's a big misunderstanding they had of really what Jesus could do. And yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Not all it makes so much sense now of why he came. He he came to serve man. He came to die for us to save us, not to overthrow the governments of this world, but to give us hope in eternity. And like the nice temple. Yeah, that makes me think. When you say about the underdog, why does it mean? Why should we talk about the expectations of the expectations of the people who are and since there's there's kind of off that are on the I guess that's right? like because we oh yeah, yeah that's a person we, we don't expect much of him we don't expect much of Jesus because he is he said that he was going to be a king but look at that it's this this carpenter from Galilee yeah right right things like that or Captain America because it's like oh well this this little kid how can he be a soldier or even all the stories that we've said it's because people draw a line with their expectations so it's kind of like well since they're not fulfilling the expectations that we as humans have I think that's something that's easily they have a chance to go through it and prove us wrong but why why are those lines when he died everything that they that's a really good point. I, I know, uh, they didn't I, know I may be like, alone in the state with someone who was on the back here and might do sports. They didn't believe it. I'm not a big fan. So, 
not so I don't know why. Not a lot. Not even every single thing I see. So, when we were going to overthrow a They We are not surprised when Jesus was like, I'm not going to build a kingdom. We, unfortunately, And they're like, <laughs> very much so. I mean, there, there are words. So bring the sword. <laughs> oh, bring the sword. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> cowboys. This year, it's a surprise. And it's a lot well they had of really uh, what Jesus was there to do. Hindsight is 2020, a lot of it makes so much sense now. Prequel memes. Prequel memes. Prequel memes. When you say about the underdog, why, why should we talk about that? Anyway, sorry, I'm really Jesus. 
Say 